0: Easter had not yet reached the disciples. No matter that Mary Magdalene had tried to tell them the good news, John tells us that the disciples cloistered themselves behind a locked door, believing that the story was over. I suspect that the fear the disciples felt was spiked through with shame. They had failed Jesus. If it was true that the tomb was empty and their Lord was walking the streets of Jerusalem again, were they really up for facing him? Their courage and loyalty had unraveled in the hour of his death. And now their fear and shame was making cowards of them in the wake of his resurrection. And then Jesus shows up. Even though the doors were bolted shut, Jesus is suddenly standing among them, speaking words of peace. Peace be with you. This is what he says to the disciples gathered there. Not, Peter, how could you deny me? Not, why didn't you go looking for me when Mary told you she had seen me? Instead, he says, peace be with you the disciples expected anger and disappointment and jesus greets them with words of reconciliation as they receive christ's peace the disciples are released from their cage of fear they are released from the bond of shame after showing the disciples the traces of his wounds Jesus reveals that he will depend on the bumbling, fair-weather disciples to continue his mission. He breathes on them, commissioning them with a ministry of reconciliation and forgiveness. Now, setting aside the fact that it is presently dangerous to share air with our brothers and sisters— I can't help but marvel what an extraordinary thrill it must have been to feel God's very breath on your cheeks. Just think what it would do for your faith to encounter the living, breathing Son of God in the flesh, inhaling and exhaling right before your eyes. To see the wounds of Christ to witness life where death had taken hold, to experience the jubilation of receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit from Christ himself. Well, I had a friend who used to struggle mightily with the story of the resurrection. He got stuck, locked up in a prison of doubt and disbelief. He liked Jesus well enough, perhaps even loved him. He wanted to follow Jesus, the wise teacher. He was not so sure he wanted to follow Jesus, the one who mysteriously disappeared from a tomb. He didn't want to associate with a Christ who mystically appears in locked rooms. He wanted a tidy faith that didn't defy the laws of nature. Perhaps my friend's experience resonates with some of you, but my friend has changed. He began to consider the fact that something happened after the death of Jesus. When everything else had unraveled, something happened. That phrase became a mantra for him. It's a phrase I've shared with you before because I will admit that that phrase has become a mantra for me. When you look at the disciples before the events of Holy Week, you have a motley crew who only rarely understood the words of their teacher. It's as though they took two steps back for every one step forward. As for Jesus, he was just one of thousands of men crucified by the brutal Roman government. He should have been forgotten. Like the countless other criminals and rebels who met the same fate, he should have been forgotten. But he wasn't, because something happened. Something happened and this this is that something the encounter with the risen lord it is no wonder thomas was ticked no wonder he stubbornly announced that he wasn't going to believe the word a word the disciples said unless he could see and touch christ's wounds for himself how can we blame the gentleman he was the first person who was dared to affirm the living presence of Christ without having laid eyes on his scars. And so, Jesus does it again. He returns, offering the same greeting of peace. Peace be with you. And then he turns to Thomas. Again, there's no condemnation. Jesus simply gives Thomas what he needs, the chance to reach out and touch his Lord and Savior. Now often when we read this story, we focus entirely on Thomas. It's not surprising many of us relate to Thomas. We resonate with that need for proof, that hunger to make a tangible connection with something impossible. Certainly his struggle with belief and unbelief is a significant story of such resonance in our skeptical culture. But I think it's always wise to return our attention to Jesus. And here we have a story that reveals yet another layer of Jesus's beautiful, expansive compassionate heart. Here we encounter a God who shows up, whether or not we are ready to face him. Here we are surprised by a savior who releases us from the bonds of sin and fear and shame, who takes the impossible threads of our unraveled lives and makes us whole again. Here we witness a resurrected Christ who would let a man touch his tender wounds just to give him a chance to believe in God's glory. Something happened. And that something is Christ. And he is still happening. Even here, even now.